0: You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. at an hour. So I hope we have somebody online today. Um, this is our time of uh, relationship building. Um, we're in a powerful uh, uh, conference uh, this week, and um, God is really speaking some powerful things. God is a God of relationship. Everything that God does, He does it from a perspective of relationship. And so, therefore, the enemy understands that uh in order for you and I to accomplish everything that God has accomplished for us, think about it. We live in this world, and without people, you and I can accomplish absolutely nothing. The Bible says, if any two agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of the Father, which is in heaven. God is always... In the agreement business He always finds a man Finds a woman On earth That will agree with him In heaven So he can legally Move in the earth realm And accomplish his purpose And his will The Bible says All things was made by Christ And for Christ It didn't use the word Christ By him and for him Then all things consist Because of him So if all things was made By him and for him and all things consist because of him, he's looking for someone who he made to stand in agreement with him who created all things. And his agreement is always about the advancement, the advancement of your life, the advancement of your family, the advancement of the earth, the advancement of everything. So therefore, I personally believe that God... When God made Adam and took out the rib and made Eve, he brought his rib back to him so that he can function on a higher level. So now he has something that came out of him that God brought back to him and that was conscious at this present time of Adam and Adam is conscious of her. It takes a greater level of understanding to relate apart from yourself. Before we go on, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, and let me have Prophet's prophet to greet you before we go on, if you will.
1: Good evening to everyone. Um, I pray that as we speak the word of God today that you will be encouraged in your relationship to be all that God has called, appointed, and ordained you to be in your relationship that you will be kingdom-minded in your relationship. If your thinking is not divinely aligned with the kingdom, we pray that God will give you a word, speak a word to you today. One word from God will change your life and cause you to focus on the kingdom of God, seeing everything from the kingdom perspective, heaven's perspective, so the kingdom of God can be supernaturally uh, applied to your relationship. And the heavens will be open over your relationship. And the will of God, the supernatural will of God, will be manifested in your relationship. That is the kingdom of God's way for your life.
0: Well, Pastor Catch, you just made a statement. I thought this was uh, a very powerful statement as you was reading the people uh, concerning the kingdom of God. And uh, when you said that, kingdom of God being established in, in the relationship of a man or a woman or a, a family, so basically what you're saying then, uh, when a man and woman uh, get married and they're born again, their marriage shift from the natural to the supernatural. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing is, now God expects me to no longer function. This ain't my parents, wasn't I saved? And uh, when he was married And I get born again My wife becomes born again And we get married Or a man gets become born again A woman becoming to get married And that means I'm to shift my thinking Or oh, God wants me to shift my thinking Now my marriage Is to function from a kingdom perspective Even though My parents was married but they wasn't saved, and their marriage seemed like it was pretty successful. But their marriage was successful from this realm. If I'm born again, then in order for my marriage to be successful from a kingdom perspective, then it must be supernatural, or my marriage should supersede uh, of that of my parents because it is governed by the kingdom. Is when I heard that, I thought that was very interesting when you was reading the people. What is your mindset on that?
1: Um, I absolutely agree because um, if we were made by God and for God, as you stated earlier in the scripture, uh, then if I'm made by God and for God, then I must have the mind of God. I must begin to operate and think like God thinks concerning my relationship. Um, even if I was uh, raised by my parents and uh, my mindset wasn't kingdom at that time, but now that I'm born again, then I must shift from the natural way of thinking to the supernatural way of thinking because God desires to bring heaven on earth. God desires for heaven to be in my life, the will of heaven to be in my life. But if I'm not thinking and flowing um, the way heaven would have me to flow, then I'm going to miss the the opportunities that God will open up for me because I'm not thinking supernaturally or thinking like God would have me to think. So I need to shift in my thinking uh, concerning the will of God for my life so I can have the will of God in my life.
0: That's good. So there's natural relationships and there's supernatural relationships. So if I'm not born again, then everything is natural. From this realm, if I'm born again, there should be a distinction there. So my question would be, do we see any distinction between the marriages in the church and the marriages that is from this realm? If not, then we need to ask ourselves why, if we are born again. Uh, Jesus said in John 3, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So that means, then, if I'm born of spirit, my marriage should be born of spirit, and there should be a major distinction between that which is born of flesh and that which is born of spirit. Now, if I'm born of spirit, then that means my thinking must be spiritual, my imaginations must be spiritual, my speech must be spiritual, and it must be by faith. Uh, uh, If I'm born again Because if I'm of this realm If everything operates And is predicated upon what I see Hear, smell, taste And feel, if I'm born again Then everything should function Strictly By the influence of my human spirit Which is motivated by the Holy Spirit And that means As the Bible says, I walk by faith and not by sight Then my marriage Must be must function by faith. Me as a husband, I must exercise my relationship with you by faith. You as a wife, then, you must exercise your relationship with me by faith. We as parents, then, must exercise uh, our relationship with our children by faith. Then that means, evidently, you're going to do some things from time to time from this realm. Then how I respond will reveal. If I'm operating by faith,
1: so I'm operating by this realm. Um, as you were speaking, I, I begin to think, um, if someone is listening to this and they say, you know what, I, I would like to begin to experience the supernatural kingdom of God in my life and in, in my home in my marriage. Um, how do I, and I am born again, um, so how do I begin to tap today? that? Can you um, tell me how I can... Um, you know, get the beginning of that or begin to start operating in that so uh, I can begin to have the supernatural kingdom of God uh, by faith in my home?
0: Well, let's let's look at the fundamentals of faith. Uh, if you're born again and, and, and been in church for at least a year, you probably heard a message on faith uh, from the Internet, uh, uh, television, whatever the case. You, you heard something on faith. And one of the fundamentals teaching that you hear on faith is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or the actual inner word from God. So therefore that's the that's the fundamentals of faith. So what is what does the word say? My responsibility as a husband. So faith only can produce be produced by the word. I have to make a conscious decision. What the word says about me. My responsibility as a husband, your responsibility as a wife, and now I act upon that I will experience that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit,
2: who lives in your human
0: spirit, only have access to you by the word of God. By what the heavens has declared, and what the heavens has declared is the written word of God. And he speaks things to you that is not written, but it will coincide with what is written. So the only way I can become a kingdom husband, which is walking by faith and not by sight, I must lock in to what the Word of God says my responsibility is, not being moved by what you say, what you do, that may be contrary to the Word of God. My responsibility is not you. My responsibility is heaven, the kingdom, the king, the word of God. That's my responsibility. So I'm to stand on that, exercise that, and if I do that as the authority of, of this relationship, now God have access to you. God have access to the children through my obedience to the word of God, that I'm exercising it by faith, then the Holy Spirit can work in me develop in me to become a man of heaven, a man of the kingdom.
1: That's good. Um what if I'm uh I'm listening to this, there's a wife that's listening to this and her husband may be out of place to activate, you know, the word of God uh in our marriage, in our in our home concerning our kids. So if a wife is listening to this, how can she tap into this uh, if our husband is not in that place, where God would happen to be as the authority of the home.
0: Well, that, that's a good question. I think we uh, did kind of speak on this a, a while back. On I think the first uh, set, segment that we did uh we first did the, uh, the started the broadcast. But that's good because that is vital because so many uh, women is struggling with this because our churches is just full of women. Women seem like they're more sensitive. Uh, to God, to obey God, than the average man. So there's a great manipulation against the male gender when it comes down to a relationship with God. And, and because Satan understands the kingdom, he understands authority and, and, and trusts everything in the kingdom, this realm and the realm of God operates on the premises of authority. Satan understands that. Uh, uh, well, the same manipulation that we see in the Garden of Eden—the goal wasn't Eve, but to get to Adam. Adam's sinned. The Bible said the woman was deceived. Adam sin So a lot of men is out of place. Women is uh, faithful, loyal, going to church, uh, trying to serve God, but a lot of women don't handle it the right way. They try to force the gospel on them. They uh, they try to. Uh, speak things into a husband's life And not understand the function of a man How men think anyway
2: Did <laughs> operate
0: And she pushed the man or her husband Far and farther away And so therefore God doesn't have legal access to the man Because the woman is out of order She's trying to force God To save her husband Or try to manipulate her husband to salvation Then this is how she operates She is to stand on the word To become the instrument In the channel Because the man is out of order All she has to do Is speak Over her husband What the word of God has said About her husband All she got to do is do that What do the word of God says she Don't speak it to your husband Speak it over your husband That means your husband don't have to be present Your husband don't have to be anywhere all you gotta do is speak, and the Holy Spirit always work in conjunction with the Word. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit. But no, 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 I wouldn't say the Spirit of Truth. But he is called the Spirit of Truth by as well. Uh the Bible talks about the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. The Word is the sword, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit have something to wield. just speak over her husband, calling those things which be not as though they were, calling her husband what he is, even if he's not. Now the Holy Spirit will take what she's speaking and begin to work it. Husband not to submit And yield to the Lord uh, Calls her husband not to fall In place This is spiritual warfare ladies and gentlemen we need to understand that So if the wife would take that sword Begin to work it In her in her prayer Not begging God Because the wife needs to understand It is God's will for the man to be saved It is God's will for the man to be The husband It is God's will for the man to be the father it is God's will for the man to be the man of God, that God has ordained the born and known him to be. It is God's will. So she may have to be the instrument. And 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 just speak those things, call those things. And it'll be good if she has called to him from time to time. Call those things which be not as good they were. If he's struggling loving you, honey, you are a great husband. Honey, you are a man of love. She's calling those things which be not as though they were. And if she do that, what she called that is not as it is, it will be,
1: and that's good, um, and the latter part of what you just said, um that is operated by faith. The wife is naturally she's not saying that, but in the kingdom of God, that's who he is, that's who God has made him to be, that's who God has called him to be, so she will be operated by faith as she began to call those things to be not as though they were. Would that be the same thing? uh, I wanted to ask another question. Would that be the same principle with a wife um, who has children who is not, not a wife, but a woman of God who has children but who is not married? Would she operate by the same principle? She has children but she's not married, but she is saved, she is born again. So would the same principle apply to her as a woman of God who has children but who is not married?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though even though that those children's father may not be present, may be absent in their life, but she is the legal authority over them and she after not only her, but if if, if they, she or her husband wants there, but both of them have to become in agreement and speaking the same thing over their children. See, think about it: to call those things which be not as though they were. you are speaking what well, this is the kingdom, and not speaking what is in this realm. When you, when you speak what you see, what you're saying, I agree with this realm. If you're born again in a kingdom man, in a kingdom woman, yeah. you're not going to speak what you see in this realm unless what you see in this realm lines up with the realm of God, lines up with the kingdom of God. So if I see something in this realm that is lining up with the kingdom, it's only because somebody spoke it into this realm or somebody agreed with the kingdom in order for it to come into this realm. Now, know what the scripture says about agreement in Matthew 18. I think it 18. On earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them. Of the Father which is in Heaven So you got the man and woman On earth God is in heaven But the man and the woman Man or woman or the man and woman Man and woman (laughs) Or the man or woman Or the man or the husband and wife If I'm saying it right Uh, The husband and the wife or the woman By herself or the husband by herself Or the man by himself Just a human being on earth Once they discover what the will of God is, and agree. And it really didn't even say what the will of God is, because agreement will work regardless. Somebody's going to bring it into into existence. That matter of fact, Apple has brought everything into agreement uh, into the, uh, into existence. Now, if I'm in bondage right now, of course I agree. The Bible said, "By one man, sin entered into the world." That means. So let's look at the principle. Let's look at the principle. And, 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 and this, I, I know it's a long answer, but I'm trying to keep everybody seeing this thing from a spiritual base here because it works with our children. And it, it's by one man sin entered into the world. That means sin was not in the world then. But sin needed a man to agree with it for it to come into the world by one man sin enter into the world. Then that means sin was present. Sin was in existence somewhere, but it wasn't present or in existence in this world. But it was in, exist, in existence. So the man that agreed brought it from the existence of another world or another place into the existence of his own world by his agreement with it. By one man Sin entered, entered into, and by one man, righteousness entered into. That means the same thing. Righteousness was present, but righteousness wasn't present here in this world. So God needed a man to come in agreement with his world to bring righteousness Into the world of man, he needed a man. So Jesus was that man that righteousness came into this world. Adam was that man that sin came into this world. So whatever's into my world, it is because I agreed with something and brought it into this world. So therefore. What have I agreed to bring into the world of my children? The world of my family? What have or who have I come came into agreement with? This is vital. This is very, very, very important that we understand this principle. But I say I, I, I mean, get with the children. So when it comes down to my children, I can bring things into my children's life negatively, innocently. I'll tell you what I mean. The Bible says the sins of the father passes down to the third and the fourth generation. That means three to four generations could have absolutely nothing to do with the outcome of their life. It's because there's a man blessed for a sinful state, has released something into three generations. three generations the four generations affected by individuals obeying God or disobeying God. So if my children is disobedient and rebellious. That means they're under the influence of somebody in this world or another world, but into this world. Now, if I come in agreement with God in the realm of God, now think about it. I'm born again. I'm a king of man. So, therefore, either I'm spiritual or I'm natural, I'm born again. And that means there's some things that heaven has decreed and declared concerning my children. But my children is walking contrary. By me calling those things which be not as though they were, by one man sin entered into the world, and by one man righteousness entered in, by one man, by one woman, the will of God can enter into the world of my children.
1: Amen. That's good. And that's what we want. We want the will of God to be manifested in the lives of our children and to be manifested in the lives of our spouses to be manifested in our homes. We want the will of God. As you were speaking, I was thinking, reminded of the scripture in Hebrews the 11th chapter uh, where it talks about in verse 3 and this is the amplified version by faith we understand that the world during those successive ages were framed by faith the worlds were framed fashioned and this is what it means uh, framed. They were fashioned they were put in order and equipped for their intended purpose so as i begin to speak the word of god decree and declare the word of god then my world which is my marriage my my children my home my family will be fashioned will be equipped for its intended purpose um by the word of faith that i begin to release In my marriage, as I'm releasing the word of God, the will of God, in the lives of my children and in my home, everything will begin to line up because I'm releasing and decreeing and declaring the word of God. It says they were equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are invisible. So my marriage is not going to be made by what, what is visible, my children, they're going to be equipped for their intended purpose, not by something that I see visible, but what I don't see, which is the word of God that I'm releasing in the atmosphere and it's causing them to line up with the will of God and the word of God.
0: That's very good uh, what you said. I think one of the key things, you said so many key things, but one of the key things that I heard out of the verse you say intended purpose, that means then, now watch this right here. I have an obligation and a responsibility.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, now, this is not the E.J. The, the e. McKenzie's purpose and will. Yeah. This is not Kathy McKenzie's purpose and will for the children. So my children, God gave us, allowed us to bring children to this world there was an intended purpose for those children to come into this world. Yeah. So Satan's job is to manipulate them not to fulfill purpose. Satan's ultimate goal is to manipulate them to get off course. Yeah. So but it's our job and responsibility understanding that these children was brought into this world for God's intended purpose. That means this marriage came together for God's intended purpose. Yeah. So it, it, it'll help me stay married. It'll help you stay married if we understand that the coming together of this union was for God's intended purpose. Yes. If I understand that I, would even, I even came into this world for God's intended purpose, yes. not for E.J. McKenzie's will, not for E.J. McKenzie's purpose, but for God's intended purpose. Yes. Then, when that's a reality to me, and then when God brought this union together, and I asked you to marry me, you consented, then there was an intended purpose. Yes. Therefore, when we begin to sign your children, children begin to come forth, our children, Ebony, Ecstasy, and there I mean, there's an intended purpose for Ebony, an intended purpose for Ecstasy, an intended purpose for Imani.
2: So therefore,
0: if we see them functioning and operating and speaking and behaving contrary to God's intended purpose, we are not to accept that, Will to reject that, not reject them, but reject their behavior. Reject what they say. Because we are still their legal authority until they get married. I don't care if they're 50. And so, therefore, I can renounce that, denounce that, don't accept that, but I keep on speaking God's intended purpose. Now, we know God's, one of his, the fundamental or basic intended purpose for them is for the scripture, it's God's will that all men should be saved. It's not in God's will not any man should perish, but all men be saved. So the f- foundation of the fundamentals, I can speak that. It's God's intended purpose for them to be saved. Yes. And what is salvation? They give their whole spirit, soul, and body unto the Lord. Yes. And that when they give their whole spirit, soul, and body unto the Lord, that he will become Lord. That's fundamentals. That's basic. So I may not know the f- full counsel of God mm-hmm. intended purpose for their will but I know some fundamentals, and I can speak that. And then with they develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can take it even beyond. Now he can be able to reveal to them their intended purpose in a deeper way.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen. That's so powerful. As you were speaking, and you were speaking about the intended purpose for our children, I was thinking about the intended purpose for marriages. And we know that Satan wants to destroy marriages. The Bible says, I believe it's in the book of Amos, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? So, going back to that word agreement, it's God's will for the husband and wife to be in agreement with heaven and with the will of heaven for the marriage. So, when God brings the husband and the wife together, then there's an intended purpose that God has for, for the marriage. Uh, We may not know the full counsel of God at the beginning, and we will never know the full counsel of God, but we want to walk in the intended purpose for the marriage. So that means that the husband must be in agreement with heaven for the will of heaven uh, to be done in the marriage. Uh, The wife must be in agreement with the husband. So there's a, a coming together in agreement for the will of heaven to be released in the marriage. Uh, and I was looking at the Word of God here in the Amplified Version, and notice it says that the worlds were framed. So let's just say that the marriage was framed, or the marriage is framed by the Word of God. And notice this is in fashion, and, and, it, and it's just amazing how God is going to do it in his order at his time. So it was fashioned, it was put in order, uh, and equipped for its intended purpose. So let's say it another way. The marriage is fashioned. The marriage is put in order, and the marriage is equipped for its intended purpose by the word of God. So uh, the marriage is made out of things which is not visible. It's made by the word of God. So God is going to allow the marriage to be tested and tried. Why? Because he's fashioning that marriage. He's putting that marriage in order, and he's making that marriage uh, equipped for its intended purpose, uh, which is after the will of heaven. So God is doing this. God is at work. And even though it may be tested, it may be going through times of trial right now, Uh, your marriage may be, if you're listening, your marriage may be tested right now, but what what is God doing? He's framing that marriage. What is God doing? He's putting that marriage in order. What is God doing? He's equipping that marriage for its intended purpose. That purpose is bigger than what you can see. Is, uh bigger than what you can fathom in your mind. God is doing this so he can be glorified, so he can be uh, honored in the marriage. God wants to receive the glory out of the man's life. God wants to receive the glory out of the wife's life, but we must be in agreement with heaven for the will of God to be done. God is fashioning your marriage. That's why it's being tested right now. God is the, he's equipping that marriage. That's why it's been tested. God is, the, is making that marriage for his intended purpose because it's bigger than you and I, the will of God, God wants to be done, uh, his will to be done in that marriage, in that relationship.
0: That's excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. As she was sharing that uh, that process, what was it again, fashion?
1: Yes, put in order. Put in order. And equipped for its intended purpose. And equipped
0: for its intended purpose. Now let's break that down. Uh, I thought it was very important how God made the man uh, 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 or the woman, what did he do? He took a rib out from the man and made the woman and brought the rib back to the man. Now, have you ever experienced any pain in your body? Yes. Usually when we experience pain in our body, is an indication that something is wrong, yes. something is defected, uh something is uh um out of order. Yes. So therefore when we feel no pain and everything is working properly in my body that I can I can function to the full optimum capacity in anything I'm endeavoring to do uh i i can i can go with it there's nothing hindering me there's nothing slowing me down because all of my body parts is working in order because my what how God fashioned my body to function it is functioning to its full capacity yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: so my body parts is in order So I can maximize. So therefore, is it possible when a husband and wife is experiencing pain in their body, uh, not body, their marriage, is it possible that God is trying to say this is an indication?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Something is out of order.
1: Yes, it's possible.
0: And you need to get it in order. Yes. Or, or, Think about it. If most people have ever had their ribs broken, it's very, very painful. And so the person uh, cannot function to his fullest capacity. Mm-hmm. He cannot breathe that well because of the broken ribs. Mm-hmm. But when the ribs is mended and whole, that means now the ribs is functioning properly. My, my, I can breathe properly now. One part sometimes can cause a, a breakdown to many other parts.
2: Yes.
0: So therefore, in order for us to function to its fullest capacity, a marriage, a family, understand, God takes us through fashioning. Mm-hmm. He takes us to a, 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 a to a, a to experience a order, yes. in order for us to be able to function fully.
1: Yes, amen. And, and I like the word that you use, indicators. Uh, many times God gives us indicators. When we are driving on the highway in the city, out of the city, we're driving. And sometimes we come up across a detour, a road construction. And many times in the natural, we don't want to be detoured. We, we want to continue to go the route that we want to go because we're used to that route. You know, that route is comfortable to us. But sometimes the constructions uh, or the road signs, they're indicators to you. This is a better route. We're fixing this particular part of the highway up because we want to make it better, safer for you as the driver. But we don't see that. Uh, and, And so God will allow the detours and the indicators to show us or point us into a better route. A better way, because he's the father God, and he knows what is best. The Father always knows what is best. Sometimes we think we know what is best, but then God allows the indicators. Here comes the construction, because why? God wants you to detour because he's trying to show you a better route. He's he's fashioning it. He's putting it in order for his intended purpose, because why? He knows a better route.
0: So what you're saying then, too, that, Sometimes you can be headed in the wrong direction, thinking that you're going in the right direction. Yes. And God will allow some things to happen as indicators to show you you off course. Yes. Sort of like Balaam. Mm -hmm. When Balaam was going to curse the children of Israel, the donkey saw the angel, but Balaam didn't see the angel. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, the donkey uh, crushed his feet on the side of the wall, and he gets angry mm-hmm. with the donkey, not realizing he's angry with God when the donkey was trying to save his very life. Yes. And so there, many times then what you're saying, that God will allow certain things to happen, even cause allow you to experience some pain to get you to become aware, listen, you are off course. Yes. I'm trying to save your life. Yes. And so therefore we end up fighting God and upset with God because of the pain that we're experiencing and not realizing and understanding God is causing the pain to try to get your attention, you're off course.
1: Yes. And since
0: you're off course, uh, then you cannot maximize in this relationship. You cannot maximize and execute in executing your intended purpose uh, because you're off course. As long as you stay off course, you're getting ready to develop something, create something, Never intended to come into your world, yes. because by one man sin entered into the world, while one man righteousness entered in. So I have the capacity to bring something into my marriage that God never intended to be in my marriage, yes. because I was off course and I didn't and, and I didn't I didn't yield to the the warning sick, the signals. Uh-huh. I didn't yield to the pain and, and stop and say, okay, why am I experiencing this pain? Yes. What are you saying to me, God? But usually when people start experiencing pain in a relationship, they start blaming the other person. (laughs) You, 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 why are you causing me so much pain? Instead of stopping and saying, okay, God, what are you saying to me in the midst of this pain?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And so especially if the man is the authority, so even if the wife calls in pain, and she may even be the instrument, but if I don't understand what the pain is, I cannot help my wife and I can't help myself, I can't help the marriage because I have not submitted to the indicators that God is trying to reveal to me, so I will be successfully war and battle and bring things in alignment for his intended purpose.
1: Amen. You know, and as you were speaking, I was uh, thinking about this. The Lord was showing me this. Uh, God is the one that will initiate the pain. He's the one that will initiate. I was reminded uh, concerning the the children of Israel uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, uh in verse uh chapter uh deuteronomy eight and two it says and you shall remember the Lord your God that led you all uh that led you all the way these forty years in the wilderness you to test you to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. So God is looking for uh the husband and the wife to humble themselves, but God is the initiator of it. God initiated them going through the wilderness the 40 years. So God is the one that will initiate the testing in your marriage, the testing with your children. Why? He initiated the testing with, with Job. He said to Satan, did you consider my servant Job? So, so God is the one that will initiate it. Why? Because God is trying to humble us, to know that we can do nothing without God. In the marriage, this marriage would not be successful without God. Our children would not Uh, Be successful without God So we want to humble ourselves before God And allow God to fashion us And to put everything in divine order And equip us for our intended purpose
0: Okay, let's look at what you just said That's how the scripture wrote Now he led them into the wilderness Yes For what reason?
1: To humble them
0: First to humble them
1: and to test them
0: and to test them.
1: To know what was in their heart.
0: To know what was in their heart.
1: And whether they would keep his commandments or not. Or whether
0: they would keep his commandments or not, what is commandment of the law should be the commandment of the law for us. What is his intended purpose?
2: Yes. The commandment
0: of the Lord will always line up with the intended purpose. Yes. Now, what was yes. the intended purpose for the children of Israel? Canaan. Yes. So he took them through the wilderness to prepare them for Canaan. Mm-hmm. So that means every marriage every marriage in the kingdom there is a Canaan. Mm-hmm. There is a promise. Mm-hmm. There is an apex. Mm-hmm. There's a zenith. Mm-hmm. There is a a a a place of ultimate ultimate union, oneness that God wants us to obtain. That's yeah. our Canaan. Yeah. And so, therefore, then God could fulfill his purpose through us Mm -hmm. because we have come to the intended purpose.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think the key to that process you just articulated, husband and wife need to understand that this union has an intended purpose. Yes. Then, then... But the husband and wife will never know that if they're walking in pride. Yes. So humility is the key to know the heart of the mind of God.
2: Yes.
0: I cannot know his heart, know his mind, when I think I know it and I'm somebody. Uh, uh, I know the word. Satan's ultimate goal is to get me, E.J. McKenzie, to operate independent of him. Uh-huh. I am I got a great man. I made it great. Uh-huh. No. The only way that he can get glory that he made it great is by my humility
2: yes. and said,
0: God showed me this. God told me this. God led me to do this. Yes. So God gets all of the glory. So he, he, he takes you through the wilderness to humble. Yes. So that means every marriage must go through a wilderness. Yes. I, I do. When I teach on relationship from time to time, I make the statement that every marriage must go through transition. Transition is always the process of death. Transition is moving from one point to another point. It is never God's will for any relationship, marriage, business, anything to be stagnant, yeah. to stop moving. Yeah. Anything that stops moving is becomes stagnant, and anything that's stagnant, experiences death. Yeah. So, But God wants you to experience death so you can experience life. Yeah. So he takes... Uh, Every relationship through a process it means when you want when you uh, reach point B, you may experience the blessing of point B. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to go to C, what was a blessing ends up becoming death yeah. because now God has moved, the cloud has moved. But I'm, what happened with marriages? We get satisfied what, when we experience the bliss of B, and we won't to stay there all the days of our lives and then when the cloud moved then we start complaining about each other I remember it used to be like this when you ride at point B well I remember you used to be like this when we ride at point B and we're looking at each other not understanding that the cloud has moved because God now wants you to move to point C yes. there's a greater glory yes. a glory for You'd experience that point C, and there's a glory you experience at point D, and a glory you experience at D. But we never use never move because we get so angry and we become bitter and we walk up in unforgiveness and we live and die at B when God got so much more for us. Yeah. This must become a reality to us. Amen. Transition in every area. Understand, God has an intended purpose. Yeah. And the purpose of God, ladies and gentlemen, it's the glory of God
2: yeah. being
0: made manifest in our lives personally. The glory of God being manifested in our marriages. The glory of God being made manifest in our children's lives. Yeah. God's goal is to get you and I to move from faith to faith, yeah. from glory to glory. So it's not just camping out, So, but you will experience pain. Pain is indicators yeah. that something is wrong. Get it back in order. Listen, you can experience peace in the midst of chaos, confusion. You can experience peace. When hell is breaking loose all around you, you can be a man and woman of peace. Your marriage can be uh, a marriage of peace when everything up here to be threatening it. I just want to real quick here give you... An update. Now, with some other announcements, uh, no surety that on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have shifted uh, to uh, 6 p.m. The Master Key Unlocking and Liberating the Real You, that is with myself. That's on Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we're still at 1 p.m. Kathy, myself, the Master Key, the Order of Kingdom Relationships. And on Thursdays at 1 p.m., that's uh, tomorrow. You'll be with uh, uh, Professor Kathy, Kingdom Women, Living for the King. Also, on uh, Saturday, last Saturday, our uh, first Saturday, so we want you to be with us on Saturday. But in order for us to pray, you go to the website, ejmpcc.com, fill out your prayer request. That will come to us. We'll be praying with you. And then we'll be praying with you on Saturdays. We're gathering together a Prophet Council. In order for you to receive Prophetic Presbytery, you have to sign in, sign your name, register your name in order to uh, chat with us so we'll be able to speak into your life. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, we're uh, uh, putting uh, put great uh, uh, guests, uh, not putting great guests, but we're, we're talking with different apostles and prophets and prophets and going to begin together with some uh, pastors' wives and and other women of God that's in ministry, that's called into the 5 ministry. She'll be getting with them and having them on guests from time to time. So we're really looking forward to this thing. So we pray that you uh, enjoy uh, the broadcast today. We pray that you will forgive us for being late, that we just uh, got shifted with the time because where we're located, we're an hour behind. And so I thought I was okay, and um, but I wasn't okay. So uh, uh, but we pray that you got some out of the broadcast, and we pray that the rest of this day, Will be a blessing to you. Let the Spirit of God reveal the real you to you, so you can be liberated, emancipated, and vindicated, and you can walk this path of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow. Not me, but probably the will be with you tomorrow.
2: Uh,
0: God bless you.